Welcome to Season Ticket, presented by Press Room Pass. This podcast is your passport to sports history with a peek at the present. The hosts, Chris and Don, will share with you their love of sports, highlighting their favorite teams and seasons. While they focus on the past, they'll talk about some current events too, and along the way they'll probably throw in a few pop culture references. This is Season 1, Episode 7. The guys are going to review the 2019 Major League Baseball Postseason Awards. In this episode, they review the top five finishers and the award winner in the categories. Chris and Don also add their take on the winners and who they might have chosen instead as an award recipient. Whose side are you on? This podcast is presented by PressRoomPass.com. You'll hear more about PressRoomPass and how to connect with the podcast later. But right now, let's start the show. Again and welcome back to Season Ticket presented by PressRoomPass.com. I'm here once again with Donnie T-Bone Tincher. Hello, Don. How are you, sir? Doing fine, thank you. And Michael W. Schweigert, how you doing, Michael? It's a great day. Today we're going to talk about the 2019 Major League Baseball Postseason Awards. In our first segment, we're going to talk about the MVP and the Cy Young Award winners in both leagues. And then our second segment, we'll talk about Rookie of the Years and Manager of the Year. So to get things started, we'll start off with the American League MVP voting. And, Don, I don't think you could really make an argument against who won it this year, which was Mike Trout of the Los Angeles Angels. Clearly, everybody feels as if Mike Trout's the best player in baseball today. Period. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's an easy, easy thing. This yep. was his third MVP award. He mm-hmm. also was a rookie of the year in 2012. Okay. But to top that off, he has been second in MVP voting Four times wow. in, his, in his career. so <laughs> It's almost you, consensus, perennial. It's crazy what the guy has been able to do. And I've seen a lot of comparisons. You see those memes on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, and they compare Trout to Mickey Mantle. Yes. And all the stats at this point in, in his career are very similar. Yes. And so, you know, you've got a guy that's destined for the Hall of Fame, you know, basically just needs to make the requirement – for the number of years, which he's very close to here Absolutely. at this point. So I think he's going to be a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame and be an, a historic player. Uh, no doubt about it. The The gentleman that uh, finished in second place gave him a little run for his money this year, Houston Astros' Alex Bregman. The vote points, Trout got 355, Bregman 335. Very, very close. And in first place votes, Trout got 17 to Bregman's 13. So that's an 85% share for Trout. 80% share to Bregman. So it was very tight race this year. No question. And Bregman had a good year. But, again, Trout just brings you that extra. Right. I, I think that puts and, him over the top. And then I, I think you're you. also discussing a thing called name recognition. That's right. You know, Mike Trout has that name recognition. Yes. No question about that. Well, Bregman's only been around. I mean, they called him up a year ago or two years ago, I think, well, he, at the max. He well, hasn't been up very long. He has been around now for four seasons. Okay. But he, he really only has played three as a starter okay. for the Astros. Okay, there you go. You know, he's obviously a, a pretty good player. He finished last year fifth in the MVP balloting and is a two-time All-Star. So, And this year he hits 40 home run, 41 home runs. 112 RBIs with a 296 batting average, yep. and Trout's right there at the same level. 45 homers, 104 RBIs, and a 291 batting go. average. And, and tight. you would expect uh, it to Very be close. Very tight, yes, absolutely. And just to round out the top five, Marcus Simeon came in third place with 228 votes or 54% share. 
In fourth place was DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees, 178 votes. And in fifth, Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox, 147 votes, 35% share. Right, and Trout and Bregman were the only ones with first-place votes. That is so correct. It, it was either or yes. with, with those guys, and Trout just ended up with just a little edge. So I think we're in agreement that they got that one right without question. And like I said, Trout, you can almost make an argument it's going to be there pretty much right. yeah, every he's, year. And obviously he's there you know, with the amount Absolutely. of times he's been in the MVP balloting didn't he just sign a brand new contract last year or this year, or is it coming? I don't know. It's come something where he's going to be around for a long, long, long time. Right, he will be around. National League, the winner, the National League voting was Los Angeles Dodger first baseman and outfielder Cody Bellinger. He got 362 votes, 86% share, and took 19 first place votes. Much wider margin between first and second. Well, second place was Christian Yelich of Milwaukee who had 317 votes, 75% share, and 10 first-place votes. So uh, Bellinger uh, probably kind of walked away with it. Uh, well, and, and, and definitely, I, I think it was really close until Yelich got hurt at the end of the yes. year. Yelich was the defending MVP. Yeah. You know, those two guys were, won the last two years. I think a lot of, of Yelich. I, I really, really like how he yep. has played the game with the Brewers and – how much of a difference he has made with that team. Of course, that said, he misses a lot of the season here near the end, and Bellinger just continued to play the way he had been playing and ended up with 47 home runs and 115 RBIs, and the Dodgers winning the division. It's yep. a pretty easy choice, you know. although it would not have been as easy had Yelich been around the, the entire yeah. season. And Bellinger uh... – Helped me finish second in my fantasy league, uh, baseball league this well, year. Well, there, there, there you go. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Yeah. I, I just plugged him in, didn't have to touch that position. Rounding out the top five, Anthony Rendon of Washington. He was probably one of the heroes of the yes. World Series. And, of course, he's the only other one that got a first-place vote. <laughs> exactly. So. I was just getting ready to say he got one first-place vote, finished with 58% share. Uh, in fourth place was, boy, this was the name that came out of nowhere – from previous years was almost unheard of. Ketel Marte mm-hmm. finished with 198 votes and 47% share. And in fifth place, who was a rookie last year, and he's going to be a star, I think, is Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves, who took in 155 points, 37%. Right. He, he's definitely a potential talent for this award. Yes. No question about he's that. He's got trout potential, I think, in the yes. uh, na- for the National League. And he had a couple incidents at the end of the year where he wasn't hustling and, yes. and a few other things. He's young. But he, well, is, he's young. he is young, and you hope that that goes away because of his ability. But hopefully, you know, for his sake, that he can he can do that. You in pretty much agreement with the way the National League voting went? Uh, yeah, I, I, and I don't have, have you an issue. You might have put Yellich. Would you I, put Yellich? At the time, I was leaning on Yelich when he got hurt. But then after he got hurt, I don't think you could question Bellinger. Okay. I I think I'm in agreement with you there. Well, let's move on then back to the American League. Let's talk about pitching. The Cy Young winner in the voting. And, again, teammates, another tough one, in my opinion, could have gone either way here. But the winner was Justin Verlander, who finished with 171 vote points. 81% 81% share and 17 first place votes. Right. And in second, and this is where I, you know, you can make an argument for the number two guy who finished in second was Garrett Cole, 159 votes, 
76% share in the 13 first place votes. Right. And I think you're in the same situation that you're in with Trout with the name recognition. Yes. I mean, Verlander is an incredible person, eight time All Star. Yep. He won the Triple Crown in pitching, which is wins, ERA, and strikeouts. Yes. He, he won that in 2011 when he was the MVP uh, with the Tigers. But he's won the Cy Young Award before. And, you know, you've got that recognition. Garrett Cole does not have that. As good as Cole was, he does not have that type of recognition. And I think you end up with that situation sometimes because, you know, two or three guys say, well, you know, I'm more familiar with Verlander. I'll vote for him. Right. And he had a great year. He did. He had and, a fantastic and they, year. And they both did, obviously. And you look at the statistics, it's they're just very similar. Yes. Again, Verlander has just got a few more things in the hardware closet it kind of makes a difference i agree totally agree again you can make an argument for cole but i see no no issue with justin verlander taking the top spot in the american league in the national league this was a runaway hands down and i couldn't agree more with it the winner of your cy young in the national league was jacob Degrom of the new york mets right and and i and i do agree with that and although there was some folks that were kind of disgruntled about how far down the list that uh, Steven Strasburg finished when he was fifth. But you put that in the context of what Strasburg did in the postseason. That's right. The balloting is done at the end of the That's year. That's right. So the postseason does not count. Correct. And so, you know, people were kind of like, wow, he had such a, you know, he had a great ending. And Strasburg mm-hmm. was, you know, well-deserved with the World well, Series MVP and, and that kind of stuff. But there's, there is a difference, even though. First of all, let's take a look. Jacob deGrom, by the way, finished with 207 votes. 99% share and 29 first place votes. Right. Now, if you want to look at some stats comparing Strasburg, as you had mentioned, to DeGrom, for example, look at the ERA. Strasburg finished with a 3.32 ERA to DeGrom's 2.43. Right. That's, a, that's and significant. The, and I think the difference is, you know, the innings pitched. There's only, you know, Strasburg had five more innings pitched. Yes. He did have seven more wins. Yes. But the Nationals were obviously a better team yes. than, than the Mets in, in that category. And Degrom was out for a while uh, yeah, it, this year too. He got he had some uh, nothing major, but some minor injuries that were affecting him as well. And this actually kind of reminded me of a case in 1973. To go back to kind of one of our themes on on this podcast mm-hmm. of of baseball history, you look at the 1973 National League Cy Young Award, right? And Tom Seaver won that award. And you know you look at it from the standpoint of I mean, you know, Seaver's a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great, which is true. But there were two other pitchers that year that did really well. And mm-hmm. Seaver, actually, at, at that time, there were only 24 votes right? Uh, instead of 30 like there are now. And uh, Seaver only got 10 votes okay. that year. Mike Marshall... Ah, okay, the relief my, pitcher yeah, yes. who set an all-time record with uh, 106 games in 1974 at, yes. that, at that time. He finished second and had nine first-place votes while he was pitching for the Expos. The next year, he would win the Cy Young Award with the Dodgers in 74. Yeah. Okay. And then the next person on the list is Ron Bryant, who got three first-place votes. Right. He won 24 games. He won 24 games and finished third, third. in the Cy Young Balladie. So and, you and so this is a similar situation, I think, with DeGrom. DeGrom is such an outstanding pitcher yes. that they just kind of feel like 
you know, we got to vote for this guy. Yeah. No matter what some yeah. of the stats are and that kind of thing. And I think that's what happened with Seaver in 73. It was like, not that 19 and 10 was bad, but when you kind of compare it to things, you know, Seaver had a 2, 2.08 ERA. Yes. And all of these guys had, you know, except Marshall, had over 200 innings pitched, nearly 300. Seaver had 290 that year. Ron Bryant pitched in two, 270 innings. So they're they're throwing a lot, uh, oh, <laughs> a absolutely. lot of pitches. Yeah. So put that into our baseball history mode. It's kind of amazing. People are really into Jacob DeGrom. And it's not a bad thing. I'm no. just saying it's – but it's, well, it's one of those things that they're realizing, hey, you know, some of these stats, you know, don't really tell the whole story. That's right. But more importantly than anything else that you just said or anything else that anybody said about Jacob DeGrom, is he was the ace of my staff on my fantasy race. Well, there, there you go. I mean, <laughs> and you know. so with that, uh, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to continue after the break with the Rookie of the Year voting and the Manager of the Year voting. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back here on Season Ticket, presented by PressRoomPass.com. It's obvious that Chris and Don love the game and have some strong opinions about the awards discussed so far. Stay tuned for more insights as they discuss the Rookie and Manager of the Year winners. During this quick break, we want to direct your attention to our podcast sponsor, PressRoomPass.com. Our co-host, Don Tencher, writes articles on topics relevant to the season and posts them on an almost daily basis. They are informative and sometimes entertaining stories that we don't have time to cover in the podcast. It's worth the time to read a few. While you're there, check out the sponsors and advertisers. Coming soon, we'll let you know about ways you can show your support for the podcast. At the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how to connect with Chris and Don and how you can help us by promoting the podcast. But now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Season Ticket, presented by PressRoomPass.com. And in the first segment, we talked about the uh, National League and American League MVP and Cy Young Award winners. And in this segment, we're going to talk about Rookie of the Year and Manager of the Year. So, Don, let's start off with the American League Rookie of the Year voting. And uh, that would be, again, another person on my fantasy uh, baseball team this year. And that would be number one Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. 150 votes, 100% share, and took all 30 first place votes. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty unanimous that uh, he he did that. And and this is a guy that made his debut early in yes. June. Yes. So you know he basically missed April and May, obviously, in in the minors. You know we'll see how uh, how his career goes, but uh, he uh, definitely is I off mean, to, to a great start. I mean, Houston's just loaded. I can't. I mean, it's hard. So you wonder how they lost the World Series this year because they are absolutely loaded. You got a Cy Young Award winner, you got a Rookie of the Year, you got a guy who finished second in, in MVP voting. I mean, how in the heck did they not win that series? I, obviously, they weren't good stealing signs at some <laughs> yeah. point in time. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, boom, That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little and, th- and 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 on that end of it, you know who knows? Who but, knows? That's but right. hey, it's we'll, you know it's just we'll, what we'll it is. We'll do a podcast on stealing signs one day and how that works. But there, there you go. But yeah, he was he was fantastic. I mean, just a batting average of three thirteen. Yeah, and like you said, he didn't start the year uh, with with the club. So right, he, he was and, called and uh, 
you know, 27 homers and yep. 78 RBIs, pretty good numbers. Not you bad. Know, considering that he was in 87 yep. games. Yep, not bad. And the guy finished in second, not even close, but still came in second, was John Means of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, had 53 votes or 35% share. Brandon Lowe of the Tampa Bay Rays, 27 votes, 18% share. And in fourth, Eloy Jimenez uh, of the Chicago White Sox, another player on my fantasy there, team. There you go. Uh, finished with uh, 20 votes and 13% share. Well, and, and you know, the other guy you didn't mention, there were two guys that uh, are on this list that uh, you got some votes somewhere, didn't get first place votes. Biggio and Guerrero Jr., well, you know, two, they were two the children big, of, of major that's leaguers. Right. And so. they were actually the big names coming out of, of it, and uh, everybody thought they might be the ones that might win it because, yeah, they're the, they're the children of two uh, baseball players that played back when we were watching the games all the time, Don. Well, and, and, and actually both of their fathers are in the Baseball Hall in of Fame. In the Baseball so, Hall of Fame, correct. You know, there's some expectations with those guys, and, and who knows, they might be able to meet them at some <laughs> point in time because they've uh, – Definitely got the uh, the genes, so Absolutely. to speak. Absolutely. In the National League, the Rookie of the Year it was a little bit tighter, but not by much. The person that claimed the top spot with 148 votes, 99% share, and 29 first place votes was Peter Alonzo. Yeah, Mets. and and really, you know, you think about it, the Mets had the Cy Young Award winner and the Rookie of the Year. Yes, and so uh, you know. Yeah, how did they finish, like, last well, or something you know. <laughs> or whatever they finished? Maybe it was just because they had those two guys. <laughs> <laughs> they had everybody else. And they needed, needed some help. You know, That's right. Uh, Alonzo hits 53 homers with 120 that RBIs. That is pretty good. That's just uh, unbelievable. Now, his batting average, you know, 260. 260. But, you know, with those other numbers, I'm living with 260. Um, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. And, uh, you know, it's – but uh, he uh, he's somebody that, uh, you know, folks talked about all year – and, uh, you know, he, he was very, very good this very year. Very good, without question. And the guy that came in second place was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves who took who did have one first-place vote, finished with uh, 82 votes, 55% share, Mike Soroka. Well, he probably didn't get votes because of his 077 batting average. That's uh, you know. <laughs> but his ERA was a very uh, yeah, solid he, he's, 2.68. He he wasn't bad, you know, 13 and 4 this That's season right. as, as a rookie and uh, you know, you you've got to be excited if you're uh, you're the Braves with with him. Absolutely. And then we've talked about Ronald Acuña Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Oh, that's a team that I think in uh, if not next year, a pretty sh- Short order after that, next couple of years is going to be the if, Braves of the '90s. If if those guys develop yeah. the way they have the potential to, uh, they're going to be around for quite Absolutely. a while. Absolutely, and they got more in the pipeline. Yes, they got more down there in Gwinnett. In third place uh, was Fernando Tatis Jr., another uh, former, another former, uh, uh, or son, son of a former major leaguer. Right. San Diego Padres had 26 votes, 17 percent share, and in fourth place was Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who got nine votes, six percent share? Yeah, and he he had a three fourteen batting average, and and Tatis uh, was three seventeen. So those guys really uh, did did pretty well. Yes, there's a, a nice crop of young but players I think coming in. You and I could agree that Alvarez and and the American League and, and Alonzo and Nesting again they got it right. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I don't think there's any question that with the selections that they made. Right. The the only thing that was disappointing for me personally was that Aristides Aquino. Didn't get any votes. No. And, you know, he was a yeah. guy that 
really electrified the Reds late in the year. But that, I think, but that's, he's, you I know, think that's it. He, I think he came in so late in the year. And, that and might yes, have been a he, he did. But now if you, if you take and, – and I know you can't compare this to Major League stats, but the guy hit 47 home runs last year. So that's as a Reds right. fan – I'm pretty excited about very that. Very excited. So, you know, it's a it's a nice thing very to, excited. to the have Red, here. The Reds need to get another, in my opinion, we're not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on this because this is not our topic, but uh they need another outfielder and I think they'll be in pretty good shape. If with the pitchers that they got coming back. Now the relievers, they, they're gonna need to get some relief help, I think. But I think the Reds are gonna be in pretty well, good shape. Well, there's there's some hope for us as, as Red go. fans. So All we'll, right. We'll see. I don't want to veer off too much here. So let's get to the American League manager of the year voting. The winner this year, remarkable job, considering these guys had really not done much the last several years. But last year, the Minnesota Twins, the Twinkies, yes, did very, very well. And that's because, or one of the reasons, was because of their manager who took the manager of the year, Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, no, no question about that. They won 101 games, won the Central Division his first year. Yes. And so he replaced Paul Molitor who actually was the manager of the year in 2017 and apparently fell off the wagon somehow, you know, as the twins finished 78 and 84 in 2018. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's quite a bit of improvement there. You know, obviously they added some new players and and a lot of different things, but I felt like the twins going into the playoffs could have done some damage, but it it just didn't, didn't end up happening. And again, this is a situation where we're, where the voting team that hasn't, well, go ahead. Right. No, where the voting was at the end of the regular season. And so, you know, that's where you're, you're going. Well, and teams that haven't been to the postseason in a while, you know, it's tough. If you're not used to being there, the success rate is, is not as high to someone that's been there a lot in recent years, say, for example, in the postseason. But by the way, this voting was very close between first and second. As a matter of fact, the second-place manager received the same amount of first-place votes, but he did come in second with 96 total votes, 64% share, and that's Aaron Boone with the New York Yankees. Yeah, and, and there are, of course, a lot of people disgruntled with Aaron Boone, but you know, if you're managing in New York, heck, they didn't like They're, Joe they Girardi didn't, or didn't Joe like, Torrey. And they didn't like Billy Martin. I, I can't even think of a Maybe a – Casey Stengel. Well, yeah, but you know he got he basically that might be the last one they <laughs> he, liked. He got fired because he was too old. So, That's right, exactly. You know that was kind of kind of the way that went. So but. you could make an argument between Baldelli and Boone. I think because of the Twins, again, not not enjoying the success in recent years, and and then climbing to the top of the Central Division. I think that's a reason. That pushed Baldelli over the top, and I yeah, think I I, I would would agree with that. All right, in the National League. It was a little, It was close. As a matter of fact, the second place guy got more first place votes. Right. But uh, the winner from the St. Louis Cardinals was Mike Schilt, who took 95 votes and 10 first place votes for 63% share. He won it, but in second place, right behind him, with three more first place votes with 13, but uh, got a total of 88 votes, 59% share was Craig Council of the Milwaukee Brewers. And, and actually, that's the one, of, of all of these awards, this is the one that I disagree with the most. Yes. I, I'm a, a Craig Council fan. Yes. And I think especially with the fact that he lost Yelich, you go into the, the, the cupboard there and look around, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> our best player, the MVP, is not here. I agree with you. And, actually, you know, I they, thought Council they, should have won it. And I they agree. still were able to, to manage to get into the playoffs. I, and, I, and, I think the Cardinals, because of their reputation – 
you know, might have got some votes just because of who they are. It, but it they, could I, be. I am with you 100%. I thought council absolutely definitely deserved it. Obviously, I would have been one of the 13 people voting. Right. You know, him in the first place spot. But sometimes when this happens where, you know, the second place guy gets these, you know, the vote totals, that means that they've not voted for him even in the top two. That's right. And and that's kind of a kind of a tough tough call. And to kind of go back in, into that theme, there was one thing that I noticed as we were looking through the AL Cy Young Award voting uh, with Verlander and Cole, which we talked about you know, before our break. Did you know that Garrett Cole actually got more MVP votes than Justin Verlander? Oh, no, yeah. I did not Garrett, know Garrett that. Cole finished 10th <laughs> in the MVP voting well, While figure. Verlander finished 11th. Well, go and the, figure. How there was works. five vote points difference. Well, go figure. And, and so that stuff kind of happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that is an oddity as you, you really think about things. That is interesting. And none of them, neither, neither Verlander or Cole got a first place vote for the MVP. So they were, you know, anywhere between first and 10th, they got a bunch of votes and, and it kind of worked out that way. So, you know, just kind of a, an interesting thing to kind of throw out there. Ladies and gentlemen, see, that's the kind of inside information that makes Donnie T-Bone Tincher the baseball guru of season ticket presented by PressYoungPass.com. Don, thank you very much for that. And we're going to end this uh, particular podcast. That's, that's getting really, really deep, uh, and I, I'm not sure I enjoy it. Remind me to wear my time. boots next time. Well, thank yes. you, Michael. One more time to wrap up. The American League MVP was Mike Trout. National League MVP Cody Bellinger, American League Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlanger, Verlander, sorry, National League Cy Young winner Jacob DeGrom, uh, American League Rookie of the Year uh, Jordan Alvarez, National League Rookie of the Year Peter Alonzo, and manager in the American League it was Rocco Baldelli, and in the National League it was Mike Schilt, even though Don and I both agree. Should have been Craig Council. I think, I think even Michael is nodding his head. Yeah, Craig Council. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that, we are going to wrap up another edition of Season Ticket. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as a reminder, as always, like us on Facebook. Subscribe at seasonticket.castos at castos.com. And listen to us on Spotify and iHeartRadio. And visit our website at pressroompass.com. So until next time, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Season Ticket Podcast, presented by Press Room Pass. Our hosts certainly brought up some interesting points, didn't they? If you don't agree, let us know. Begin by visiting the PressRoomPass.com website, or send us an email. The address is SeasonTicket at PressRoomPass.com. Stop by our Facebook page, and don't forget to like the page and comment on a couple of posts. We look forward to reading what you have to say. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Now you can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and tune in. The RSS feed is at seasonticket.castos.com, and you can subscribe at Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and most popular podcast apps. We appreciate your interest. We'd like to ask you to help us extend our reach. The best way to do that is to tell your friends. Send them a link to today's episode and encourage them to subscribe to the podcast. If you have a website, we'd appreciate it if you would consider adding a link to our podcast or to pressroompass.com. If you have a podcast, we'd be interested in talking with you about some cross-promotion activity. If you'd like more information, email us. A new episode will be announced very soon. Until then, 
Keep your eye on the ball. I know that's the most important thing. How did, we, how did you come up with him? I, well, how did I finish in second place is all I want to know. I'm still harping on Donnie T-Bone being sorry, the sorry. guru. No doubt about it. The only other uh, person I got a first place vote was uh, Ru- uh, help me with pronunciation on that one, Don. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm trying. Oh, you're gonna Hin- have to Hin- Hin- you're gonna have to edit this one. <laughs> yeah, he Yun Jin Ru. Hin Jin Ru. Yeah, Hin Jin Ru. Stop a second. All right, I'm sorry. Ready to go? No, Here that falls under. You can say whatever you want. I'll just go. edit it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Be quiet. Can you stop a second? Yeah. Okay, stop it a second. Yeah, my favorite skit of all time is Christopher walking in, you know, I got a fever, mm-hmm. and the only prescription is more cowbell. Okay. Yeah. Well, Will Farrell hosted Saturday Night Live, so he was on um, Jimmy Fallon. He said, he told a story. He said he was at some place, and he met walking, and walking came up to him and said, you know, Will, you ruined my career. He says, I can't go anywhere without someone's... He said, walking down the street, someone going... More cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> Give me some more cowbell. He says, I hear it all the... And, of course, he does the Christopher Walken impression. Right. Which is real good. I, I yeah. can do it. But, you know, you know, you know uh, Will, you've ruined my career with this cowbell skit because every time I walk up in public, someone always inevitably comes up and says, hey... Do you need more cowbell? It's ruined my life. Was that pretty good? How was that? Was that we, we always. Was that bad? We always need that was more, better than, more cowbell. More cowbell. That was better than Rich Little impression. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken is one of my favorite oh, flat he's, actors. He's You've got quiet. problems. Quiet. Go I, ahead. I have issues. But you can say whatever you want. Okay, shit. <laughs> We're live. Okay, stop.